0: The sportscaster and her son is brought to you by Foot First Podiatry. Painful bunions, then it's time to get your bunion fixed with Foot First Podiatry's exclusive Sclar Bunionectomy. No scars, no casts, no crutches, no kidding. For more information about the Sclar Bunionectomy, visit footfirst.com. And by Electroflex, a global leader in electrical conduit for over 60 years, makers of Liquitite Flexible Conduit, electrically connecting our world. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Sportscaster and Her Son, where sports bridges the gap between the generations. I'm your co-host, Peggy Kaczynski, 12-time Emmy Award-winning sportscaster from NBC Chicago. I'm the baby boomer, and I'm the mom.
1: And I'm your other co-host, Jason Canander. I'm a sophomore journalism student at the University of Texas at Austin, involved in student television, also write for Southside Sox, and do this wonderful podcast by mom. How are you, mom?
0: I'm good, Jason. Hey, we want to thank everyone who has followed us on YouTube and on our website, thesportscasterandherson.com. Also, to those of you who listen to us audio-wise, wherever you get your podcasts, please continue to download and follow us on YouTube. Tell your friends. That way you don't miss an episode. So it is true that we like to say we don't always get along, but our love for sports always gives us something to talk about. And today, Jason, I'm really excited about our guest because we're not the only mother-son who talks sports. (laughs) Our guest today is the mother of Chicago Bulls guard, Ayo Dosunmu. You're excited too, I know.
1: I am really excited. I've, uh, Honestly, we saw Io play in high school at the Navy Pier Tournament with Morgan Park. Um, I believe they played against Finley Prep, and it was a crazy, crazy game. And it was really cool to see Io as a senior in high school at that point And everything that he's accomplished from that on has been pretty incredible. All-American at Illinois, one of the only players, actually the only player in Big Ten history to average 20-plus points, six-plus assists, and five-plus re- go- rebounds in one season. And now he is absolutely lighting it up on the Bulls and exceeding expectations for the third consecutive stop. Great to see as a Bulls fan and as a college basketball fan. And, uh, yeah, can't get enough of what Io has been doing for the Bulls this year.
0: Jason, let's not waste any more time. Let's bring in Io's mom. Jamara Dosunmu is joining us now on the Sportscaster and her son. Good morning, Mom. How are you?
2: Guys, I'm good. I'm good. I'm so-
0: All right. So I have so many questions for you because our show is a mother son show where we talk sports. And I know I'm going to end up asking you a a ton of questions as a mom. And I know Jason's got a ton of basketball questions because he's watched your son since he was at Morgan Park. So let's just dive right into it. You, You have a big family. Tell me about how big your, how many siblings does IO have and what IO was like? He's the youngest of them. What was he like as a kid?
2: Um, so there's four, I, we have four children, two girls, two boys, and they go girl, girl, boy, boy. And IO and his older brother are 17 months apart. So t- literally it was like having twins because they were, they're so close. They did everything together, um, they are now as adults, they are very close. They, I mean, they have an amazing bond that my husband and I are so very proud of. Um, As a kid, I was, I was a typical baby, baby of the family, like literally. And he still carries that on today. He is a typical youngest child, like, and he accepts that role. and, 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 you know, the more I talk about it, it's, it's funny because um a lot of people describe him like even when with jumping forward a little bit even when billy donovan describes him and other coaches it's like he he gets a role and he goes into his role and he he's comfortable there wherever you know and as the as the youngest he's comfortable being the youngest he doesn't challenge his older siblings He allows them to be the oldest. He takes direction. He, I mean, so that's just kind of been the makeup of him since you know since birth. But um, but he's just a typical a typical little boy.
0: Well, at some point though, his physical skills had to stand out because I know Jason is a twin, and um, and then I have a, a third child, a daughter, and as the third child, she the youngest she sped right through doing everything from you know walking crawling you know she just wanted to catch up and be a part of the older siblings you know she didn't want to sit in a in a high chair she wanted to sit in a regular chair she didn't want to eat with baby baby spoons she wanted to eat with regular spoons so you start to see that physically they like fly past what the older kids did so at what point did you know that Io just had something special going on with his his talents, his physical traits? You know,
2: it's funny that you asked me that too, because I remember in preschool and I would go and pick him up and the, the staff would just be like literally standing there waiting for me to walk through the door. And it's like, you know, hi, you know, I'm picking up Io, or whatever, and you're like, oh my God, we were in the gym today. And the things that we was to this is preschool. So this is like three or four years old. Oh. I mean, as a mother and non-athlete, I was a cheerleader. So everybody in my family says that doesn't count as it. As, <laughs> as a non-athlete, um, I was irritated by that. I was like, well, you know, how many of his letters did he do today? But that was something that was brought to my attention early on. And I remember that, not just for basketball, but I remember he played. They both played um, basketball and baseball. And I remember saying he just has a natural instinct as far as athleticism is concerned. And he would point different things. He would be like, like, watch how he leaks out to steal the base. I've never taught him that. That's just something naturally that he knows. So just from having those conversations with him and things that my husband brought to my attention, I know that, you know, that, that he, that's something that he had very early on.
1: My question is with your expectation level for Io, at least as a basketball player, because I know that like parents sometimes say that they don't really have expectations, but in reality, like, I know my mom has high expectations for me, even though her and my dad might not say it. So what what has your expectation level been for Io at every stop? Because he's exceeded everyone's expectations at every stop at this point.
2: I mean, I really honestly have to say, I don't, I did not really have expectations even now. So one of the things that I will say is, but I remember going into his professional career or so after the draft and having somewhat of a a feeling of relief because this was different than, you know, um, grammar school, going to high school, high school, going to college because the expectations of everyone else was so high. Coming into his rookie season, literally, I was like, okay, there's really no expectations. He's a rookie. There's not going to be too much pressure on him. You know, he's under these amazing veterans. They'll be able to take him in and kind of he can kind of just sit back. We knew that he wasn't going to be a starter early on. Um, And we had even kind of set ourselves up that he may go up and down, you know, with the G League just to kind of get depending on how, you know, the – Uh, The time was supposed to be, we were happy that he was in Chicago because just that mentality going from being the guy to now, you know, sitting on the bench for 30 some odd minutes out of 42 minutes or whatever. And I was, I remember having a a, a feeling of, like I said, relief that, and then of course with all of the, with the COVID protocols stepping in and the injuries, now the expectations have heightened. So now I'm back at that (laughs) You know, I, oh my god! i thought i was gonna have a year of just you know kind <laughs> of going to the games and you know just having a good time you know it's like i'm not gonna lie i do i read i read the you know i read the twitter i read the blogs or whatever <laughs> he's exceeded i'm like oh my god it's like this dude just can't just be regular can <laughs> you just be regular but as far as expectations i really didn't have it i always tell him to go out there and and just and I just tell him just to go out and be you. Don't try to do something outside of what you're comfortable with doing. You know, you've mastered your game or you're, you're mastering your game. You, you always have room, for, room for, for improvement. Give yourself the right to make mistakes. Now, that may not be the conversation that his dad has with him, but <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how I, I, I go about it.
1: Another thing that I want to know is, like, the past 12 months, I guess, honestly, from this point, have been probably very, very, very memorable between Big Ten championship, getting drafted by the Bulls, NBA debut. What was your favorite moment out of all the milestones that were reached in the past 12 months?
2: You know, actually, I will say, um, and this is going to come as a surprise, because, I mean, at, a, at some point, we, we knew that he was going to be drafted, so I'm, I have to say, actually, his junior season at U of I and the Big Ten, Big, Big Ten championship, because I mean that was that was something that you prayed for, you wanted. So to know that going into that program, um, what the expectations, what his expectations were for himself, which is kind of why he came back his sophomore year because he was like, you know, I didn't I didn't fulfill what I when I came into the program, I didn't fulfill that. I didn't even really touch ground on it. Um, And so to see how he evolved, how the program evolved, how those boys really came together um, and accomplished something they said, "Oh, and they saw it through,
0: you know, they followed it through. So Mari, um, I just have to ask you, today's a game day. What's the inspirational quote for today? You know, I haven't done it yet. (laughs) Ah.
2: (laughs) He's asleep. Um, (laughs) I probably will be doing it now. Um, I do, do meditation in the morning. I take my meds and have my coffee on on off days. And I go through and and find a good quote for him to, you know, that I can forward to him. And actually I do it for all of my kids. Um, I usually do his first and I do one for our family group chat. And then I go out and I do, you know, different individual ones for for the other three, the other three monsters.
0: (laughs) Speaking of your family group chat, what's the name of your family group chat?
2: (laughs) So we have two. Um the one that is the six of us, so our immediate family is hashtag can't sit with us. And <laughs> then we have another one which includes the six of us and qualms and my siblings and their spouses. So it's maybe twelve, maybe. I think it's twelve or fourteen of us. And
0: that one is we talk shit. <laughs> 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 I love it. So, you know, Jason asked you about um, your expectations for IO. But what I love is, you know, like you keep saying, well, I don't do this just for IO. I do this for all of my kids. Tell me about the whiteboard that you guys have. I, I don't know. It's in the kitchen with mm-hmm. everyone's goals on it. When did this start? And tell me about it, how, how you even came up with this idea and what's included in it.
2: I didn't really. We didn't really come up with that idea. Actually, my brother-in-law did. My husband's youngest brother, because my husband is a he is a goal-oriented person, and I think that comes from for him, not necessarily for everybody, but I know from him it comes from his years um, with in corporate America. Uh, he worked for UPS for over 25 years um, in management. And so I think daily, I don't quote me on this, but I think daily they set goals. So I think that's kind of been embedded in him. And he kind of just reiterated that. And we always would tell him, Dad, you know, don't run our family like you run UPS. Because, I mean, he would <laughs> I be like, dude, that's what you do at UPS. This is not, we're not doing that here. You know, it's like, <laughs> have a uh, beginning of the school year meetings and you know it's like and that's what he would do he would set goals and mid-meeting you know at the after the first semester and it's like and this was just something that we did in our family every single year up until we you know went to college um but my brother-in-law I believe he is the one who initiated the whole when we um moved into the condo I just had an idea I don't remember who I saw and I love interior design and I wanted to have a chalkboard and the painter told me that I wouldn't like that. He's like, you're not going to like that because it's going to you know, bring a lot of dust or whatever. I can do a whiteboard for you. So I was like, okay, cool. And so when my brother-in-law came over, he's the one who started putting different goals up for I.O. and then it just kind of snowballed for everybody. My son at the time was going into his master uh, master's program, so his goals were up there for you know the program that he was in. Um, so that's kind of how that, that that's kind of how that happened.
1: I, I love it. I want to know what a typical game day for you is like. Tell me how it is when you're going to the arena and when the Bulls are at home. Or when the Bulls are either at home and you can't make it or when they're on the road and you're watching from home, what those like game day routines are like as a mom.
2: So, like I said, I usually get up and, you know, get my inspirational quotes out. I generally don't talk to him on game day. We just text. It depends if I have to work. Uh, I mean, you know, I go to work. My clients all know. Don't ask for anything extra. I'm a hair salad. for anything extra because i got to get out of here and get to the game there were a couple of times when i was like literally punching it trying to trying to get from work to the um, united center real chill though you know i may (laughs) i may have to have a little uh glass of wine before depending on (laughs) 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 yeah sometimes i have to have a glass of wine um just to kind of you know calm my nerves down um I'm really big, you know, I'm very, very spiritual person. So I may have a minute or two in the bathroom of meditation before I go to the game and just, you know, um, and then head to the game. We go through a a certain door. I know the security now. I go straight to my seat um, and I usually sit there until, you know, I don't get up for halftime unless I have to go to the washroom. (laughs) But I usually kind of stay, stay seated until, you know, the game starts. I love the whole pregame shenanigans. I like to see it all. Yeah, and that's it. After the game, we all wait around. I think because of COVID uh, protocol, he would generally there would be a family room, I believe, and we would be able to go there. But because of COVID, they don't have that, so we wait around until he comes out, and we usually meet him in a parking lot, and you know, have a few, you know, a few words about the game or whatever. And yeah, that that's it, and go home.
1: I love it. Yeah. I want to know what the coolest part of being, like, an NBA mom is, though. Like, what's, like, the coolest, like, perk to having a son that's in the NBA?
2: I think the coolest thing um, for us, our situation, is being in Chicago. Because I'm not going to lie, I've used my, you know, I am, I owe from Chicago Bulls mom. I need a reservation for... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's great.
2: I have used that to my advantage. I will, I, I will admit, I have. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Being, you know, being at home, me kind of knowing the landscape of, you know, opposed to, you know, going to LA or you know Dallas or whatever, and not kind of knowing. And and people may know who he is, but not really know who he is. So I think being in um, being in Chicago probably is the coolest thing, and being able to use those, you know those perks to my advantage. So, yeah.
0: Mari, when Ayo when really started making a name for himself at Morgan Park High School here in Chicago, um, how did you protect him? Uh, you know, um, I, I've covered high school basketball uh, almost three decades in Chicago. And, you know, there's, there's sometimes there's some seedy characters that you got to really be careful of. They've got their hands out. They just want to be a part of the pack.
2: Um, stay vigilant. We were there with every, everything, you know, at the camps. You know, my husband would travel with him at the games. We were, you know, we were visual. You knew there was a, a running joke that wherever you see Io, his father is either five or ten steps in front of him or five or ten steps behind. <laughs> yeah, was, you know, and that was the truth, and you know, and I think that that is what kind of kept that down. That you know, we were all and and we. Our family dynamic um, with our extended family, like our siblings, um, is so close that even if my husband or I couldn't, there was someone always aside. So it was my brother-in-law, my sister, you know, one of my sister-in-laws, uh, someone's always there, you know, to be vigilant and know, you know, you knew that, oh, that person is with IO. That's IO's representative, you know, representation or whatever. Don't approach him about anything. You know, don't ask him any questions. Don't, you know, it's like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's that's important. I think that what helped us in our situation again is because my husband is a coach um, and he knows the game. He knows what is going to be expected of him. He knows what to tell Io, you know, to improve on. He knows what to tell him as far as his performance is concerned, and so that, you know, actually I think really works in Io's favor because he has a father who knows the game. So he didn't really rely on a lot of people to help navigate him because he kind of knew. And then those people that. He did reach out to for you know advisor, guidance. Make sure back to our
0: that, you know, conversation in a minute were on their end game as well. And but first, so have you like ever dealt some, with bunions? You know, I head have. Head like, it got oh, to the yeah, point I that this. I couldn't even wear did, any did shoes without having that, shooting teenage even at night. He I couldn't even pull out. the covers over my basketball. foot. It hurt so he bad. It didn't matter if I was wearing slippers or boots, working out or heels for a night out. The pain was intolerable. I finally decided to do something I mean, about it. That's what that I heard about I'm Foot First this, Podiatry and their a exclusive procedure, the sclar did. bunionectomy. Wow. I mean, it has did, you on your feet the day after of surgery. Yes, are you no, kidding? Sure well I had <laughs> to say it to believe it. And, and you know and, what? And, and they were right. Surgery was easy. I am so glad I did it. I walked out of surgery in a boot, no cast, no crutches, Walking the same day, and and you can be back in a gym shoe in two weeks. When I look at my foot now, there's no visual scar, and best of all, I am pain-free. So ladies and guys, don't walk around in pain like I did for years. Visit footfirst.com. Who
2: does that? You don't do that. And I was like, I'm tired. He was like, no, mom, push yourself. You got to push yourself. And I literally think that that's his mentality. You know, it's like he, even if he had those times when, you know, it's like, He was overwhelmed or whatever. His mentality was push myself because I know that that was a dream that he had. I I never been the kid. Like he's never been the party kid. He's never been the kid that, you know, wanted to go out. He has a core group of friends that has been his friends for the last maybe 10, 15 years. And that's kind of, and there he's a gamer. So literally his going out time is spent on the game. You know, Mm. he's not playing in a physical game. He's playing the game. And that's how he's always been. He's never been that kid that, you know, really wanted to hang out, go to the mall. Never. He's never been that kid. Never.
0: Okay. So, so Mari, is it mom or the sisters that are protecting him from the women? Both. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Right? Very close. He's had the same girlfriend since junior
0: year in high school. Oh, that's not going to stop any other women.
2: Oh, no. We know. And actually wow. it's been a couple of girls, women, and I always such the type of kid where, you know, early on, not so much now as an adult, but early on, like high school, he was such the type of kid to be like, mom, look, this girl sent me this in my email or do, and DM me and you know, it's, it's let me see it or whatever. Not so much now because I'm sure it's probably <laughs> explicit and I don't, I don't. Know. <laughs> um, but again, we have real conversations about that, like real conversations. Dude, if you do X, Y, Z, this is what's going to happen, you know? And <laughs> so if that's what you want to deal with, then go right ahead. But I'm just letting you know, you know, this is what ha- it's, it, it's, it's the oldest game in the, in the world, you know? It's like, and it, it doesn't change. It's the same exact scenario, just different characters. I'm just letting you know that this is how it's going to play out. You are not different. Your situation will not be different. You know, it's like, it's just, it is what it is. So if you want to prevent that and alleviate, that type of drama, then this is, you know, this is how you want to go about it. I mean, I'm not saying that there won't be mistakes along the way and, you know, lessons to be learned. I just, hopefully, it won't be something that, you know, bite them in the ass, you know, so yeah. to speak. <laughs> um, But, you know, because those are growing pains. That's, you know, that's <laughs> what happens when you, you know, you're a young man with, you know, um, that has a little fame and fortune. And so, I mean, it's just, you know, I know that I laid the foundation for him. I know that he's been you know, educated properly and, and he knows right from wrong. So I just pray for the best. That's, that's all we can do as parents. You
1: know, so. I'm I'm just curious about how much you still follow along with the Illinois basketball team, because the Illinois team is pretty much the same exact team as last year, minus minus IO. Nope. So how much does like how much do you still watch them?
2: I, I, I don't get a chance to watch them as much as I, of course, um, would like to because of my schedule between, you know, the Bulls games. Like, I didn't realize when, you know, the beginning of the season, they said 82 games. I mean, that didn't really, you know, resonate in my brain. I was like, this is a lot. I also, yeah, Ma, I played as many games in the last three and a half months that I played my entire season at U of I. You know, it's like we had 33 games. So... You know, I've surpassed that now and we're just halfway through the season. So, Crazy. Um, yeah. So between work and, you know, you know, family night and going to the Bulls games and watching the games on TV, it's like, you know, I try to catch the big games. We went to the, the Michigan State game um, earlier in the week. Um, he literally at the last minute, it was I think the game started at six at two o'clock he came into our family chat I'm like, Who wants to go to the game? you know, I'm like, What game? He's like, the game. Michigan State, I wanna go. I'm like, dude. I mean, and it's one of those things where okay, I need to go because, you know, I know Io is very um he loves fans and this still sounds funny me saying that you know it's like he has fans but you know he loves the fans and I know that you know he will overexert himself it's like mm-hmm. sign every autograph take every picture you know so I know that I need to be there so that I can monitor that you know for several reasons security purposes and COVID protocol mm-hmm. um so of course I had to I had to go, you know that wasn't something that I was planning to do but i mean it's like i i try to watch at least on tv the big games and you know cheer the boys on last night they were playing northwestern and i um i was at work and i was tweeting you know somebody let me know what's going on who's you know who's somebody at added me and said, you know, can we get a make the damn free throws tweet? And I was like, who didn't make their free throws? <laughs> them out. Let me see who didn't make their damn free throws. Um, so I try, I try, I try. I try to send the boys, you know, words of encouragement. You know, I, I still get on those, you know, uh, fair weather fans that, you know, want to talk shit. <laughs> um, you know, I still kind of try to put them in their place. Like, get off my babies. I'm still, hello. I'm still here. I still see, I, you know, I'm still watching. Um, so yeah, I try to, I try to get as much as I can.
1: What are your hopes for Io in 2022? Because 2021, he accomplished more than most basketball players in the, in the world will accomplish. So what are your goals? I mean, for him, what do you hope to see? And what do you hope to be able to experience with him this year?
2: I want him to. Um, at the end of the season, I want him to say, you know, Mom, I I I kind of exceeded what my goals were, and I, you know, um, I want him to have a feeling of accomplishment, a feeling of um, of pride for what he's done. Um, I know he came into this, you know, rookie season with a chip on his shoulder. I don't know. He's never expressed to me that he was. I won't say disappointed. Was I think that he was disappointed not being. Drafted in the, you know, first round, just from Mm -hmm. conversations that we had during the draft process, we all thought that, you know, we're sure that he was going to go, um, in the first round. But I, I think that I want him to have a sense of knowing that, um, you know, God is, he knows far better than we do. I try to reiterate to, you know, anybody who asks me, you know, are you upset about this, that, and your third about, you know, the draft? You know, I, I just think that this was the best situation for him. You know, with each, I, one of the things that I said to him the other day, he had a game where he didn't play, I know, it's his expectation. And I said, you know, what, why are you holding back? It's like, dude, you know, God designed this situation for you. You know, you, there's no other way for you to look at it than like that. It's like, God has designed the situation for you. Walk into it, you know, just walk into it and be comfortable in it. So again, really no expectations, just, you know, a, a feeling of, of, of accomplishment um, going into the next season stronger and more, more confident and knowing that, you know, you've gotten that under your belt um, and you did well. So yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited for his future. I really am. I'm really excited. I think that, you know, he's going to have an amazing career. Um, and, and, and that's because I know the preparation that he's put into it. You know, I don't expect anything of him that he hasn't worked for. Um, and I know that, you know, he's a kid that, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna work hard. So, you know, to have the fruits of your labor, you know, presented to you is, is, is every parent's dream. You know, so.
0: My favorite mom tweet was last week when you tweeted, My baby is transforming into a man right before my eyes. I almost started crying when I when I read that. I saw that picture.
2: Um and I literally, Peggy, I did. I literally was in tears. I was like, I, I'll show pictures to my husband. I was like, you know, is this our is this our baby? It's like uh, <laughs> is this our baby? And he's like, Yeah, that's our baby. You know, and he's looking at me like lady <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm such a wuss. I know, um, but that's exactly how I feel, Peggy. That's exactly it's like, you know, my baby and I is the kid. You know, it's like, I, and, and my all of my social medias serve different purposes. So Twitter is strictly basketball. You you'll rarely see anything about like family if it doesn't kind of have basketball intertwined with it, or like my my business work or whatever. I do have two Instagram pages, one that's personal and private and one that's used for work. And Facebook is generally, you know, friends and family where you, you know, you show pictures of the dog eating ice cream or whatever, you know, Um, (laughs) on one of the platforms, and I believe it was Facebook, I was here, he had been on the road for about four or five days and he came, he texted me, he says, mom, I'm coming over, get a movie ready for us to watch. So I'm excited. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I try to be cool. And I'd be like, yay, he's coming over. He wants his time with me too. Um, And he came over, he got on the couch and we were watching, I don't even remember what it was. We were watching the movie and he, within 10 minutes he was asleep. He was knocked out. He's still that kid that just wants to come over, lay on the couch with his parents, watch a movie, you know, eat popcorn. Um, and so that gives me, it makes my heart happy that although I'm looking at this, you know this this man now. You know this specimen of a man, but he's still you know he's still my baby. You know he's still. my Ugh,
0: baby. I love it. And speaking of your social media, um, we should tell our viewers and our followers that you can you can follow Mari on Twitter at Pretty Brown Girl. You just got to figure out how to spell it. I'm not going to go through all that. <laughs> and on Instagram, her and her website it's the same uh, Mari Speaking of the social media, I just have to ask you. Who is Notorious Blondie?
2: That's his sister. That's my um, my youngest
0: daughter. Yeah. Okay. She makes me laugh. She, the, she is so funny. And the TikTok videos, your family with the TikTok videos, like wh- whenever he has a big game, it's like they just break out into a TikTok video. It is hysterical.
2: <laughs> that was our thing. We started that last year when they went on a win streak. Um, and we said after every win, we'll do a TikTok. And so that's kind of, that kind of got took on a I mean, we would have people if we were on a road and had a win, we would have people like, where's our TikTok? It's like, can we let let us get home first? You know, we're <laughs> still in Michigan. <laughs> we're still in Indiana. You know, it's like, let us get home first, we'll get it. A couple of times we we went to a bar afterwards and we were like, we're going to do our TikTok here in the bar. And Khadijah posted under the TikTok. Yeah, we just beat them and we're in their bar doing the TikTok for our wins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mentioned your website, uh, MariDosumuHair.com. You are a hairstylist. Before we let you go, I just have to ask you I know your salon is in the South Loop in Chicago. Do you do Io's hair? Is he I- particular about it? Because I love, love, love the style he has now. So mm-hmm. are you doing it? And is he super, super particular about it?
2: He's not, he's really not. I was really not that particular about too much of anything. He's just a really chill kid, you know, kid. He's, I mean, he doesn't get frazzled about stuff too much, you know, um, outside of basketball in the game, like the NBA in 2k, whatever that is, the 2k thingy. And yeah, um, I don't do it now. Um, the locks, I don't do locks. When he started growing it out, he would come to the salon. I would shampoo, condition it really good, blow it out, trim his ends, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, when he went to college, though, we weren't able to keep up that, you know, that that regimen. So that's when you got the whole... I don't know what that was. The whole crazy it was just literally, you know, just hair everywhere. It just because literally that was three years of not doing anything to it. Like literally I said, son, are you at least shampooing your hair? Yeah, my I shampoo I shampoo it in the shower all the time. Okay, that's all I <laughs> all that I ask is that it's clean. You know, I, I won't I won't stress about anything else. Please just let it be straight, clean, especially since your mother is a hairstylist. Please just have clean hair. That's all I ask. Um when he came back home, I connected him with A lochologist and someone who's able to, you know, maintain it, which is actually his younger cousin, um, who's doing amazing. Um, and she now grooms his lots. So yeah, no, I don't do that. That's very time consuming. I don't have the patience for that. i, you know, I
0: oh, yeah. this this has been such a pleasure talking to you today and, and chatting with you and getting to know Io's family through you. I'm telling you, Mari, you guys need a reality show growing up do sumo, and I will be your executive producer. Okay. <laughs> I like
2: that title. I often we've been approached with it several times and everybody has always said no. We said we have we we have Yeah, those are secrets. Those are skeletons that need to stay where they are. We're not trying.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. We wish you and your family and obviously Ayo the the best of success. We're so thrilled and happy for him being here in Chicago.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I enjoy you guys too. I went back and watched several of your podcasts. I think you guys are hilarious. And I think the concept is amazing. It's so, so cute. I love it. I love
0: it. Thank you you so much. Before we started doing it on video and the eye rolls that we would be giving each other. It was so (laughs) So mother-son. It was it, like, if anyone saw it, they'd be like, oh man, they really don't get along.
2: <laughs> and that's so funny because my oldest son and I are like, the kids describe us as husband and wife. We're the husband and wife um, of the family, not not my husband. It's like, cause we fight like husband and wife. It's like, oh, <laughs> mom, mom is fighting with her husband again. Or it's like, yeah, You're fighting with your wife again. It's like, um, so I totally understand that type of relationship. Yeah. I tell um,
0: Mari, true. thank After you again. Life. Enjoy the rest of your weekend as we tape this on a Sunday. We really appreciate you getting up for us. And um, oh, let's keep in touch.
2: Absolutely. 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 I'll, I'll come on anytime. I enjoyed it.
0: I love her, Jason. I absolutely love her. Does she remind you at all of anyone else you know?
1: <clears throat> <laughs> not really know. no, um, right. no.
0: <laughs> that's okay that was super fun um all right let's let's because we went long with that let's jump right into your predictions
1: oh yeah let's do it okay predictions aaron Rodgers. it's a big topic of discussion where is he going to play he is going to be a Denver Bronco. You see the writing on the walls, Nathaniel Hackett, Luke the new Bears offensive coordinator now. And Mr. Rogers is finally out of the NFC North, lo- making that division look like one of the worst probably ever in all of pro football. Anyway, and this is going to be a very good prediction for a lot of people. Based on what I've heard from some of my people and what I've read and what I've inferred by my own knowledge I am going to go on the limb and say, I don't think that major league baseball's lockout is going to last more than another week or two. I believe that spring training is going to start somewhat on time. If anything, they'll push it back a little bit might even be for the better because of all the injuries we saw in spring training last year. But ultimately as of right now, I'm predicting that the MLB season will start on time, which is a really big prediction because that has looked very much in doubt up until the past week. But think both sides have a little motivation to get it done. They understand that baseball is by no means in a position where you can cut out part of the season. Baseball cannot afford to lose part of another regular season. So I think that something's going to get worked out and that we're going to be seeing the White Sox winning the division pretty soon.
0: I love it. Hey, my final thoughts have to do with family. The Dasun Moo family, really, their story is so fantastic. And I always tell my kids that family is everything. Only family loves you enough to keep loving you when you screw up. Only family really understands you when things go well. And only family is there to pick you up or in my family, the Kaczynski family, we always say um, family is there to remind you to keep your feet on the ground, actually. So appreciate and love your family because they are the only ones that are with you every step of the way.
1: All right, Jason, take it away. Alrighty, If you like our show, please go like, rate, subscribe and do it all over again. Obviously, our podcast could be found on just about any platform where you can listen to podcasts or watch podcasts. So we are on YouTube, Apple Play, Podbean, uh, Spotify, uh, literally everything at this point. You know where you're listening to our show. And if you're listening for the first time, it's probably on YouTube, which is great. Um, obviously, you can find our merch at the com. I'm wearing this beautiful sweatshirt that I got for Christmas. A lot of guys from my fraternity at school actually bought some merch. So it is becoming trendy to uh, represent the podcast. Hop on that wave for us. Helps us out a little bit. And it just spreads word about our show. I'm really excited about this year. So keep our, little, our audience expanded a little bit. And shows like these are why we do the podcast. This was a really fun episode.
0: And don't forget my other YouTube show, Pass the Mic, where I highlight women in sports. You can find that on the Barroom Network. Thank you to Mari Dosunmu for joining us. You can follow her on Twitter at Pretty Brown Girl or on Instagram at Mari Dosunmu Hair, which is also her website name. Check her out. Give her some love. Tell her that you saw her on our show. Thank you also to Adam Yaffe, our Sultan of Sound, and to Eldo Gandia and the Barroom Network. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts that we have listed. If you didn't see us from last year, there's lots to catch up on. We appreciate all of you for joining us. Thank you. That'll do it for this episode, and we will see you next time. Bye, Jason. Later, Mom. The sportscaster and her son is brought to you by Electroflex, a global leader in electrical conduit for over 60 years, electrically connecting our world. And by Foot First Podiatry. It's time to get your bunion fixed with Foot First Podiatry's exclusive Sclar Bunionectomy. No visual scars, no casts, no crutches, no kidding. Visit footfirst.com.